Welcome to Shanghai Chronicles, episode 119. I ain't sorry. I know it's been a while since you guys heard from me. I do apologize, but you know, it's just been so much going on with the whole pandemic. Then I just had my birthday come, cancer season. Thank you. And so um, I've just been, you know, laying low. Um, there hasn't been that much many, you know, topics and things to discuss. So I feel like this episode is a good one because things have built up, things have been coming out. So this should be a, this should be a good one for you guys. So yeah, I think you guys will enjoy it. So let's get into the show. So damn America, should we cancel Kanye West? So if all of you don't know, um, there has been tweets came out about Kanye. Uh, he said that he was running for president. And then he had a rally in South Carolina, which was a lot. And then he, um, after the rally, he, you know, tweeted some things. He said something about Harriet Tubman. And the thing about the Harriet Tubman thing, so when I actually looked at the whole rally, um, the Harriet Tubman situation that he mentioned, I don't think he was trying to, you know, criticized Harriet Tubman or downplay what she did I think it was more so he was trying to go into the contents of saying you know black people we don't own anything we don't own uh, music we don't own sports you know things like that and I think he was just essentially trying to say that even though she freed the slaves, we weren't technically free. So it was just like, you know, with Kanye, you had to kind of like break down things, try to go into different contexts. You got to, you know, think a little bit more. And a lot of people don't want to do that, unfortunately. They want, they don't want to think. They just want it there, flat out, in their faces, get responses. And, you know, after that, you know, he had a bipolar episode. Um, if you listen to his uh, album where he said, you know, um, the one with the mountains, I think he released that like in 2018. He has songs on there where he discussed him, you know, being bipolar and he thinks that thinks of it as a superpower, this, that, and the third. And, you know, he started tweeting some things about Chris, tweeting some things about Kim. And one thing I can say, when you are manic and you have manic episodes, it's to a point where you think everybody is against you. You think that whatever you're thinking right now at that moment is what it is and what it's going to be. And a lot of people, you know, there was a lot of opinions and comments. And, you know, my thing was like, you know, this is what Kanye does. You know, this is what he does. I am used to this. You know, we know that he hasn't been right since his mother passed away. So this is definitely a trigger because his mother just had a birthday. You know, those are different triggers. And when you have someone that has a mental illness and you have been through this before, you kind of can relate to certain situations. So I'm just seeing people saying, oh, we're going to cancel him. Kanye is not for the culture. He's this, he's that. Then, you know, they were coming at Kim, this, that, and the third. You know, black people, we already don't like the Kardashians, okay? You know, we already feel that when they get with these men of ours, that they are, you know, in a sunken place. And the thing that, the argument that I have about that is these men, they choose to be with these women. And I guess like 50 Cent would say exotic women. You know, they choose to be with these women. And when it comes into the situations, they do be having issues. Like I read Lamar Odom's book. He was already a crackhead. He was already doing drugs. He was already doing this, that, and the third. And I do believe if he was not still doing these things and he kept clean, him and Chloe would still be together. But 
the thing with Kanye is that Kanye is so smart. He's a musical genius to me. And I feel like when people when he needed people the most, i.e. like Jay-Z and all those people, they kind of just left him in the dark. You know, when he went through a situation and he was having a meltdown or whatever the case may be, they just left him. And I feel like he misses that bond. He misses his friends. And I think, you know, it was a point where like, you know, Jay-Z was respecting his wife's wishes. He didn't want to be around Kim, whatever. But if you can be around, if you can be around Gwen Paltrow, Beyonce, I'm sure you can tolerate Kim Kardashian. But as far as, you know, canceling him, I don't think we need to cancel him. Matter of fact, I'm not even with the whole cancel culture thing. You know, like I'm not even with that. I I don't like it. I don't understand it because at the end of the day, the culture is all we have. And yes, people make mistakes. Yes, people do things that, you know, you may not agree with. But as far as canceling them, like what exactly is that? Like what exactly are we canceling? Are we canceling giving money to them? Because when it comes to musical acts and things like that, black people don't buy money. I mean, don't buy music. That's just a fact, you know, like their music sales are not going to stop coming in because of us. Okay, that's just not going to not going to be a thing. And, you know, I feel like mental illness is such a topic that gets swept underneath the rug in the black community. So the fact that we have this black man here who a lot of people look up to, he is a big public figure. People think and expect that he, you know, he has the money, he can get help right away. And even though you have the money, it's just not that easy going into a situation where you feel that, one, you don't have a problem, and two, you don't want to just feel, you know, medic. Like his thing is like he doesn't want to feel medicated. He doesn't want to feel zoned out because there are some medicines that will have you feeling that way. Just have you feeling so sluggish, slow, and you know, you just you're just not yourself. And I think that's you know what he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want his thoughts to be controlled. He doesn't want to be, you know, controlled in a sense. He wants to be able to think his own thoughts, whether they're good or bad. He wants to be able to be, you know, very vocal about certain things. And a lot of people just don't understand that. And, you know, I just keep seeing so many comments. I keep seeing so many tweets, so many things, you know, like this is, you know, he's trying to split the votes with Biden, you know, and this is the thing too about the presidential election. Um, we all know that we don't have the best candidates, you know, like it's, we don't. And as far as Kanye splitting that vote, I guess people are saying like, oh, you know, people will go in and write his name. And I think he tweeted that people were already doing that last year with Hillary Clinton, you know, they were already writing in Obama or, you know, doing different things, you know, so I don't think him running is going to essentially, you know, have people do that. I think people are going to do that if they want to regardless. But I do know this with Kanye, whatever he says that he's going to do, it does come true. You know, so he said he was, you know, back in the day he was going to do Gap and, you know, be a designer for them. Look at that. You know, so it's just certain things. I just feel like we shouldn't give up on him. I think that, you know, people love him when they're entertaining the drama because just like four or five days ago, people was canceling him because of the Harriet Tubman thing. But now that he was giving drama about the Kardashians and letting everything come out, you know, we love him now. We're, you know, back on the Kanye train. I just hope and pray for Kim because it's a lot even though the person that is going through the situation as far as the person that has the disease the person that is trying to help that person it's a lot for them it's overwhelming it's very you know it's a lot of things that you have to deal with you know she has four kids you know it's just it's just a lot and from my personal experiences it weighs a toll on you. Like if you don't have a good support system, you, you know, you don't have certain things in place, you would be worn out. So, you know, canceling Kanye is not even a thing for me. You know, like I've heard it so many times before, you know, the slavery is a choice thing. And the thing about it is the media 
only take snippets of things that occur and you have to do your research to go and actually look and see like okay this is not how he really said it. This is how he really meant it. Because the whole slavery was a choice thing. Yet again, he took the people to clips from that. You know, clips of what he was saying on TMZ. But when you go look at the whole thing, you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. You know, so the media is very controlling. It controls everything. It controls your thoughts. It controls the way you think. Like, it just controls. And I want people to get out of that bubble of just waiting for somebody to give you the truth like we have to be able to research the truth because half of the things that we get in the forefront is not everything you know I try my best before I do shows I try to make sure I have all my facts together I try to make sure I have every single thing together because if I'm you know giving you my opinions and I'm outlining certain things it can be plenty of people that come back to me like oh you know no that's not exactly what happened. This is what happened that you, you know, so you have to be able to research and it just takes a time. And I think, you know, Kanye, he, he's going to be fine. I feel that he is just having a moment and I feel like that moment will come together in due time and it's just going to take some time and I just want everyone to be patient with our brother like just be patient with him you know just be very patient with him and do I doubt that Kim Kardashian doesn't love him or care for him no way I think she adores him you know people have to understand Kanye wanted Kim he wanted her because she's you know she's to him she's beautiful she's the most beautiful girl in the world and you know he came in switched up her whole style switched up her whole demeanor you know so it's just like when people saying that kardashian cursed and all that, you know like I, I don't think like i don't think i don't, I, I can't see it and, and people always want me to to see it but i just don't see it i don't see it so I can't sit here and say that I 100% agree with that. Like, I seen a post where Ben Simmons' um, sister tweeted about, yeah, the Kardashians, they this, that, and the third, and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Where were you, Ben Simmons' sister, when your brother left a black woman to, to Nashe to be with Kendall Jenner? Like, you're not blaming your brother for those actions. No, you're blaming the Kardashians for what your brother chooses to do. He chose to start messing with Tanasha. Like that wasn't that wasn't on Kendall. So it's just that there's no there's no accountability for nothing. And it just needs to be some accountability there. And I'm just sick of the whole, you know, narrative of that. And it's just annoying at this point. And as far as like those tweets that Kanye was tweeting, I feel like those are things that he heard people talk about, heard people discuss, and he tweeted them. So I don't see like a whole like big, oh my God, Chris Jenner and oh my God. And you know, the whole Larsa Pippen thing, like we know Larsa was for everybody. Like we knew that, like we got that. So, you know, it is what it is, but I personally do not feel that we need to cancel Kanye. I am not canceling him just yet. I'm not giving up on him. And it's not even just yet. I'm just not canceling him. And, you know, I might get a lot of side eyes. Shit. I think one person texted me and was like, oh, the Harriet Tubman thing. I was like, well, you know, he ain't lie. He was like, oh, well, I can't talk to you about this no more. I'm like, oh, okay. I ain't heard from him. And that's, you know what? That's great because I've been waiting to not hear from this nigga. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Kanye. Thank you, Ye. But... You know, so we're just going to pray for him, you know, but I ain't sorry. I ain't sorry. Yay ain't sorry. Okay. He ain't sorry. All right. Ain't thought. So other damn America, why apologize Nick Cannon? Like, yeah. So Nick Cannon, he had these whole, you know, things that he said about, you know, white people, they're savages, they're this, that, and the third. And I think he had something to say about Jews or whatever. So this all came out. He lost damn near everything, you know, whole while and out. It's not going to play on MTV because, you know, VidCon, all of this stuff. So then, you know, black community was holding strong. You know, I'd even seen when Diddy was like, yo, you can come to revolt, like holding strong, but supporting him, backing him up. Because, you know, Nick Cannon has been in the game for years. And here we go. I see 
he apologized. Like, why apologize? Why? Why apologize? And I think he apologized. A lot of people were saying because, you know, he know he fucked up his money. But who cares? You were giving or could have gotten a platform where you could have still kept it moving, still could have been showcasing, still could have been doing all of that. And that's where it comes to the point where it's just like, okay, what do we own? You know, like, what do we own here? Like, what exactly do black people own? And, you know, I saw, too, that he's going to be taking his first check from the mess singer and donated to the Holocaust music. So like the whole narrative of everything just changed your switch. And I feel like, you know, don't apologize. Don't apologize because you stated your opinion of what you feel and what you thought. Even if people think that it was, you know, the baddest thing that you can ever say, it wasn't. Like it wasn't. It was, you know, to you, truth it was facts so i'm just confused as to why you go and apologize what was the point of the apology and i don't think that he should have apologized i really don't like i think that he should have stand strong and just let it play out like i don't think there needed to be any type of apology and i'm quite upset that he apologized and i feel like at the end of the day he was worried about his bag or you know whatever the case may be that's something that he could have definitely made back. He definitely could have, you know, got that together. It could have been fixed and no, you know, without a doubt, without a problem. But the thing about it is we so afraid to leave from underneath the white man. The thing about it is we want to be free from the white man, but then we don't want to be free from the white man. You know, like it doesn't make any sense. And it it doesn't make any sense that we're still controlled to the mindset where we can't do anything on our own. You know, like I, I looked at that like, okay, all right, Nick, you lost um MCV, lost Wildin' Out. Here you got Diddy, got Revolt. Like you can't go over to Revolt and play that on Revolt. Like why does it have to be on MTV? Like, and you know, I just think it was so much, like so much. So like now, you know, he's all over the place. He's kind of depressed. Like it, it, it hit him with a lot. And I feel like at the end of the day, there should have never been an apology. Just never been an apology. And if anything, he's opened up the conversation uh, surrounding Jews. Um, sorry, not Jews. Um, Jews. And he's opened up the conversation with the relationship with Jews and blacks. And I feel like with him opening up that conversation, he's opening up to the point where people can learn and do their research. People can, you know, figure out exactly, you know, okay, what did Nick Cannon mean this, that, and the third? And, you know, I guess the times that we're in right now with the whole movement going, you know, companies are really, 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 really trying to save face because I feel like if we were not going through this and everything wasn't so, you know, put on the forefront and put it in front of your face, I don't think that this would be an issue. I don't think that they would even acknowledge anything that he said or any of that. I think that he would still have his job, be on you know, be on MTV, like all of that. I don't even think he would have been apologizing, none of that. So, you know, it's a shame that, you know, you have to censor certain things and, you know, change, you know, the way that you, you know, relay things or whatever the case may be. But, you know, just me listening to the interview, I don't hear or understand, you know, what he said wrong. Honestly, I don't even know where it got to the point where he was talking about Jew, um, Jews, because I just heard, you know, throughout the whole video, him just referring to, you know, white people. So I'm not sure. But, um, Hopefully they'll, you know, figure it out or find it out or whatever. But I honestly don't feel like he should apologize. Like there's no reason for him to have apologized at all. And I'm very upset with that. But, you know, to each his own. But, you know, damn America, I'm not canceling Kanye. I'm not giving up on Kanye. I'm not, 
you know, putting Kanye to the side. I'm still going to support him. I'm still going to be there for him because I just, you know, understand. And, you know, I understand the situation. I understand exactly, you know, how he, you know, I don't understand how he feels, but I understand the feeling that he is feeling. So, you know, it's hard for me to just, you know, cancel him. And it's just hard for me to cancel anybody, honestly. I mean, look, we canceling shit every day. One minute y'all was canceling Gucci, y'all still wearing it. One minute y'all was canceling H&M, you're still shopping. So, you know, it just goes into the phases. Like, we not, re- we not really ready for the revolution, okay? We not really ready because we just go off of what is now and what is the norm. So, we're not really ready to really hit everything that needs to be hit. Like, the revolution, it needs to be televised, but we not ready, we're not ready. We're not ready. We're not ready. So I don't know if it's going to take us to get ready, but we just not there. We're not there. So, you know, you know, Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon, I didn't realize how much talent Nick Cannon got, how much money he got. He got a bag. And for him to be a little corny, you know, he got a bag. He got children, miles to feed. Like, you know, I get it. But I definitely don't think he should apologize at all. Like, no question. No apology should have been should have been dealt. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so let's get into our rising star. So our rising star, we have Kenneth Harris is the rising star. So he is 27 years old. Um so he has worked on five different satellite missions since he started working at NASA at 16. And on the John on the James Webb Space Telescope, he led a team to successfully integrate the main payload of the satellite, four instruments that would detect the light from stars billions of light billions of light years away. So shout out to Kenneth Harris. He's actually from Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Hey, hey, DMV. Um, he's 28 years old. Uh, he has a Bachelor of Arts and Science from the University of Maryland. Then he went to John Hopkins and got a Bachelor of Arts of Science. So shout out to him. Um, he's our rising star, Kenneth Harris. He is a senior satellite engineer at NASA. So shout out to him. Um, so of course, y'all, we like to get into the uh, 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 tea. This has been a lot of tea. It's been a lot of tea this week. You know, the twerk something segment. This is where we like to, you know, have a good time. Um, I've been learning some different things, okay, with my twerking because I have realized since I've gotten to the age of 33, uh, bitches old. So I can't really do as much as I used to. You know, I can't really drop it like it's hot. But I, I do the little, I do the little, little sign. Okay, I do, I does the little sign, sign. Okay, um, so you know, we saw on Megan the Stallion, we saw on her Instagram that you know she was hanging out with Kylie Jenner. Everybody was like, "Why the fuck is she with Kylie Jenner? How does she, you know Kylie hangs out with everybody?" Blah 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 blah. And Tory Lanez was there. Okay, we knew that Kylie and Tory Lanez are cool. We knew that they hung out. They knew of, we knew that. And you can know that from you know quarantine radio, whatever. And what we did not know is that apparently the rumor is allegedly that Tory and Megan have been hooking up since quarantine. So basically they've been having sex since quarantine, hanging out. Now, when you look at Megan Thee Stallion, she's a big, you know, she's a big, not a big girl, but she's very tall, you know, body is nice. Then you have Tory Lanez. He's about 3'3". I'm over exact. Okay, I'm pushing it. He's about, they say he was 5'3". I didn't even know he was that short. Okay, I'm 5'3". Three, five, seven, five, three, one, and I'm short. So he's probably uh, probably about my height, probably a little bit shorter. Okay, and he's with Megan the Stallion. Okay, Stallion. Okay, so <laughs> can we even imagine? <laughs> I can't even imagine exactly how they were in the bedroom. I'm not even trying to imagine it because it's almost like. Megan was having sex with 
a little person because she's huge, okay? All right? And, like, she's tall. So, apparently, they got into a big argument because Tori was there flirting with Kylie Jenner. Megan didn't like it. They had a whole argument about it in the car. She gets out the car. They're still arguing. I think she, like, messed Tori up a couple of times, hitting them this, that, and the third. Tori pulls out a gun. Boom, shoot her in the feet. Okay. As much as everybody, you know, we love the movie A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. We love that movie, okay? We love it. But I can't understand why his first reaction was to get his gun to shoot her in the foot. Like, if anything, you know... Most most people, if, you know, they embarrass you, whatever, you know, he would have left her on the corner. Like, and she would have been like, bitch, this nigga done left me because we got to, you know, simple shit. He decided to take a gun and shoot her in the feet. Like, what the, like, he had to be on something. It, it had to be something more than drinking because there's no way in the world my instincts is going to tell me to take a gun to shoot a bitch in the foot, okay? There's there's no way. And I, I've seen the post with people talking about, you know, cancel Tory. Andrea had some things to say about Megan and she was like, you know, I like a relationship. Okay, now, Drea... Love you to death, girl. You cute. Body is everything. Mint swim, whatever. But bitch, let's stop it. You can't be on these podcasts trying to, you know, make a good episode for these people and saying shit like that. There's no way in the world that you would like no damn domestics, okay? And if there is any woman out there that is liking domestics, you need to go get evaluated because something is not right, okay? There is no reason why if I'm getting an argument with you and I'm just like, you know what? Uh, nigga, I don't want you no more. We ain't doing this. Blah, 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 blah. Pop, pop, pop. I might hit him upside the head a couple of times. If he a real man, he gonna be like, bitch, you do not stop hitting me. Da, da, da. Not go and go in a glove department and get a gun. Okay? Like, who does that? Like, that's some crazy ass shit. So, you know, the thing about it is, with this story, nobody knew who shot Megan. Like, it was like, who shot Megan? Like, who exactly shot her? Like, because she didn't she didn't tell the police anything. No, nothing. The reason why is because she doesn't want it to get out that her and Tory Lanez have been fucking around with each other. But at the end of the day, her label, which Rock Nation... Jay-Z was like, yo, don't mess with him. You know, you need to cool it out, whatever, whatever. She decided that she wanted to be tasting up in some tasting. And she got a taste and they just been fucking the whole quarantine. Listen, the quarantine is bringing out all type of entanglements, okay? And the entanglements ain't even with Will and Jada. It's real life people entanglements, all right? People are just coming out of the woodwork, okay? I had I ain't talked to a person in four months and they just still randomly have my phone number after I don't even have theirs. I'm texting who is this. I don't even know who this person is, okay? But they just keep, they're coming back. So, you know, she didn't want a lot of people to know that they were talking. And I this because, you know, she, she didn't want it. She didn't feel like the memes. She didn't feel like the jokes. But it seems like now that she's gotten shot, the jokes is like all over the place. You know, like people are just like, who shot you? You know, 50 Cent says something. Cam is trying to say she's a transgender. Like, it's just a lot. And the thing about it is, I don't think there's no accountability for what Tory Lanez has done because Rock Nation doesn't want another Rihanna and Chris Brown. You know, they're not going to deal with that. They're not going to, you know, even feed into that. So the fact that we have this situation right here, the fact that they already told her not to talk to him, but she wanted to talk to him anyway, it's just a lot. And, you know, I'm dying to hear exactly uh, what is Tory Lane's uh actual story like what is he going to come up with or what has he been coming up with because I would love to know exactly like how this all went down like I want to know 
did you get in her DMs? Like, how the fuck did they even start talking? Okay, like, I know it's been quarantine. I know he had quarantine radio. Megan wasn't on there a lot of times. Hell, I thought he was messing with Johnny Blaze because she was on there so many times shaking her ass. And then DJ Duffy was on there so many times shaking her ass. And now she pregnant. Like, so basically during quarantine, she was shaking her ass and pregnant. So I didn't I didn't even feed or put two and two together that him and Megan was even a thing. But apparently they have been a thing. So I just don't understand. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what possesses you to get a gun out of the glove department to shoot a bitch in the foot? Like, you have to have some type of amount of crazy that everything is just not registered. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it, it just doesn't register. Like... I mean, damn, nigga, could you just jump and get on her back? Like, I mean, and not even that. Like, it's a saying, I think, a saying used to be like, <laughs> I think it used to be like, you got to be a certain size to ride this ride or some shit like that. Like, you got to be like, come on, Meg, you messing with it. Five, three, five, three. Let me tell you. Quarantine has people in desperate measures, desperate measures, okay? Desperate measures and got the desperate. So, you know, I pray for Megan. I know one thing, you know, this will stop her from twerking so damn much because I was getting tired of seeing her ass twerk. Uh, so hopefully she can just get her ass back in her schoolwork, get them heads back in the books because this whole situation right here is messy. It's very messy. It's messy. It's ghetto and it's messy. And I ain't never heard no shit like how the hell is you out here just out here just shooting bitches in their foot because they don't want to talk to you no more. Niggas can't take rejection very well. They really can't. They really can't. I, I just don't understand it. Like you got that mad? You got that mad? Did you shot a bitch in her foot? In her pinky toe? I hope it was the pinky toe and not the big foot. Whew, it was the pinky toe. Because you know what? Most people with their pinky toes, you can't really see them that well because it's so small. So hopefully it was the pinky toe. But, hmm. Hmm. I just need to hear Tori's side. side of, like, I know a lot of people don't probably don't care to hear his side. But I just really want to know what he said. Because every time I think about... Her getting shot in the foot. I'm just thinking about Soldier Boy's story when the Roberts came. So I'm thinking Tori gonna be like, and then it was like 15 cars that came up behind me. So I'm at the stoplight and she hitting me in my. Then I see another nigga run up and she hitting me in my. So then you know I don't know. So then I go in the glove department and I just bow. Bow, I just shot, you know, at her foot two times to try to, you know, scare her for she could jump around, for she could just, you know, jump back in the car and. I'm just like, I, 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 you know, I just want to know like what the story like. And then the niggas came. Then next thing I know, the police came. But, you know, her friend was still in the back of the car. You know, she was still crying and everything. And then I had to, it's going to just be so many. Like, I, I just need to know. I just need to know what the story going to consist of. Because every time I just think about him shooting at her foot. I'm just thinking he's going to tell the story how Soldier Boy told it. It's just going to be all over the place. It's just going to be, it's just not going to make any sense. So hopefully, Lord, hopefully the real truth will come out. Hopefully it will come. Like certain people starting to pick up on it, but not that many. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully, Lord. Mm, 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 mm. Um, Speaking of entanglements, um, so I see a lot of people were upset about you know, Moneybag Yo buying that girl Ari a Lambo truck and they were saying how it was rented and, you know, he ain't got no money in the bank and then the baby mothers was arguing. <sighs> Who would have thought that a Lambo truck would cause so much problems, okay? Let me tell you something with these baby mothers, okay? Y'all got to, some of y'all got to get this jealous, I want this nigga back mentality. Just put it out the window. Because if he wanted to be with you and he wanted to keep his family, bitch, he'll be with you, okay? 
he done moved on. All right. So the fact that he done moved on, I guess now is just a thing where like, oh, you're seeing what he's giving a you know, he's seeing what he's giving a new girl, but you know, he ain't giving that over here. He's not obligated to give that over there. Only thing he's obligated to do is make sure it's his kids, it's taken care of, kids is eating, kids is clothed. He ain't got to like, come on. I'm thinking like, you know, he was cheating still, but the they're arguing over a truck. Over a truck because they want to be on the same wave as the new, as the new, as the girlfriend. Like it just doesn't make any sense, and that's why baby mothers get so many bad raps. Is because y'all care so much about how and what this nigga is doing for this girlfriend, where it's just like, yo, let it go, like let it be, move on. Take care of the kids. If he ain't paying what he's supposed to pay, that's where your main focus needs to be. Not on him getting a fucking Lambo truck. Like, we spent two whole weeks talking about a Lambo truck. Two whole weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. And that comes back to the topic where, like, you know, black people, we worrying about the wrong things. Like, materialistic things have really taken over in the community that people really want to be able to make sure that they're on top. Because if you have this brand, or if you're wearing this, or this, like, it really has taken a toll over the community. And everything is not about materialistic things. There's other things in the world that we can be focused on besides a nigga buying a girl a Lambo truck. Like... So many things I can think about that we could be, you know, stressing about. Like, y'all not ramping and raving about the shootings in Chicago. Like, there's so many other things we can think about. But y'all focused for two weeks on a Lambo truck. On a Lambo truck. Like, like, where? See the disconnect? Like, it just doesn't, doesn't add up. Doesn't add up. Um, and then, and then another thing I saw too, I saw like, um, people were coming at the Migos because the Migos is coming at QC because they questioning their money now or whatever the case may be. Okay. The Migos, we know, is one of the top groups out here right now. You know, we all know Quavo is the best rapper. Takeoff really is the one that everybody really, really loves because he just be chilling. No time for flashy stuff, no nothing. So now that we're home, we've been home in quarantine. There's not really no shows going on, no music videos being made, no appearances, no nothing. Now niggas want to start analyzing and reading their contracts, okay? Like, are you reading your contracts because the money is running low? Or you reading your contract because you really want to know what's going on in the contract. Like, which one is it? Because is the money getting low to the point where you can't support the lifestyle anymore that your girlfriends and things want? Like, what's what's really happening, you know? Um, and I kind of find it odd that the Migos would come at QC because that's, like, that was their, like, hair man. Like, they were homies. Like, homies. And that comes back to that too. Like, why y'all out here buying all this crazy shit instead of saving the bread? Like, saving the bread when shit like this comes and you won't be going into your contract and questioning what's in your contract because you have bread saved over. You know, everybody wants to be in this Hollywood lifestyle, but this Hollywood lifestyle is it's it's a addicting, bad ass drug. Hollywood is a drug. And if you're not ready to be on that high, you don't need it. Don't, just avoid it. Don't even take it. Like, it's just crazy. And the way these people think, the way they can have people thinking that everything's just so sweet, everything's so smooth. No. No. Not at all. No. It's grimy. It's grimy. It's grimy. So you wait all this time to read your contract? To read your contract. Like, why wouldn't you read your contract? Like, come on. And you know why they didn't want to read it? Because they all they want to know and all they thought about was that they about to get this money. That's it. They didn't think about anything else, nothing else but the money. It's sick. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad. And another thing with money. So, you know, we have the NFL. I think the NBA is starting to come back next week. Then we have the NFL. And I saw with Russell Wilson made this whole hashtag about how, you know, he has a pregnant wife at home, you know, what are the COVID things that the NFL is going to do. Then they made this hashtag. This is the thing. If you 
feel that your health is going to be jeopardized by you playing football, then you need to keep your ass home. Because at the end of the day, we are still in the movement. So if all the football players, which is 99% black, and we already have the whole thing with Colin, we already have the whole thing with the national anthem, if y'all was to keep y'all asses home and don't play no football, like, first of all, if if we're in this pandemic, it's going to be, we are in the pandemic, I don't mean, so if, if we are, it's going to be hard for them to even play football because the content, the contact, like, it's going to be too, like, too much. So it's like, yo, if you really want to, you know, make some noise, some real noise, you wouldn't even go play. Like, if you have the question how they, you know, do, dealing with your health concerns, why go play? Why? Like, you have your contract. You're going to get paid. Like, why go play? And i seen where a lot of people just like, you know, I love the game of football. I want to go do this. I want to do that. You know, blah, 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 blah. I get it. You know, everybody has a love for the sport. But what about your, like, what about your, like, what about your morals, your values? Like, what about what you're standing for? Like, why can't why can't they just put their foot down and just don't go back to play? And they can't because everything's about money. Money is the root of all evil. Evil. Like evil. Like the National Football Association would be so lit if none of them went to go to play. It would be so lit. Even though I would even though I wanna, you know, see the Patriots and see Cam Newton, I'll be okay. Because I know, like, damn, this is some real live shit. This is a real change. Like, you know, they're, you know, they're setting this. Like, there's no way that none of them are not going to catch the virus. There's no way. But, you know, instead of y'all creating these hashtags, create some real noise. Like, get out there and really, really push the envelope and do something. Like, for real. Like, don't make no sense. Um... We had a versus. Oh my god, I am so in love with verses. Like I love that verses was put onto Apple Music, Apple TV, because it just makes the experience like so much better than just watching on Instagram. Even though I love Instagram with, for the comments, but it's just something different when it's on Apple Music. And that DMX and Snoop Dogg. Oh my god, it was the like. Out of all the verses, honestly, I don't even know which one is my favorite one. Like, I just enjoy all of them. And I love Swiss Beats and Timberland for, like, really starting this. But this DMX and Snoop Dogg, man, they came out the box. They came out going in, like, going in. Like, I didn't realize how many hits DMX had, like, Back in the 90s, man, oh, my God. DMX was that, man, oh, my God. I forgot he had his song with Aaliyah, like, Rough Rider. I, like, it was so, and the thing is with these things, like, you can't even really sit there and be like, oh, who won? Because everybody is, like, going in and everybody is providing you with classic music, like, the music that they was playing, they don't make that type of music now. Like, it's not there. Like, it's not there. Then, you know, I went back after I looked at the verses after it was over. And the next day, I went and, like, looked at the music videos. I'm like, damn, the music videos was even solid. Like, girls was in there with real natural, you know, looks. It was just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, and I'm, I'm oh, my God, the next one. I see that Chris Brown with Usher is like doing because Chris Brown was like, you know, he couldn't go with nobody but himself. And that's true because Chris Brown got a lot of fucking songs and majority of them be features. Like he's got a lot of songs. But Usher, you know, Usher, when he play, oh, when he play Let It Burn, Confessions, Superstar, um, uh, that eight oh that whole eighty seven oh one album, like he just got some classics too. Like I honestly, I would love to see that one. I would love to see Keisha Cole and Ashanti. Now Ashanti, Ashanti might pull out some songs that that we don't even know about that you know that she done wrote or did for somebody. That's the thing with Ashanti. Yeah, but Keisha Cole, she got them. You know she done she dealing with a breakup right now anyway because she not with that young boy no more. So shit, if she get in that versus. Poo, 
Whew, man, if she get in that verses and play that for that first Keisha Cole, that first Keisha Cole album will forever be a classic. My girl, man, I remember my freshman year in college. That's all, all we played, all we sung. Like, man, she she was good. She she was the shit. But I love verses. Like, I love it. I love, I love Versus. Like, Versus is my thing, and I'm glad that it's still going on, even though people are venturing out or whatever. They still make it happen, and I appreciate it. Like, that Snoop Dogg and DMX, man, it was just classics. Classic, classic all around. Snoop was in there dancing, having a good time. I was just like, hey, I was in my zone. I was in my zone. I can't hear front. I was in my zone. Like, if I was making making noise for the neighbor's shit, I ain't sorry, my bad, I ain't sorry, because I'm in here partying, you know, partying and stuff, I loved it, I appreciate it, it was, it was, it was, it was good, it was real good, um, let's see, (laughs) my friend brought this up to me, this whole Evelyn Lazada thing with Chad or whatever, you know, I feel like she playing a victim because it's just like, you know, Ev, you on Basketball Wives, you did all of that with OG, you talked about how you called Chad and all this other stuff. And this man write one little statement on Twitter and now you done gave us a full-blown video, you're crying. Okay, sis, this is my thing. I get it. The situation that she was in, it was a mess of situation because yet again, no female should be dealing with any type of domestic violence, no none of that. But it's just like, you know... You're on this reality show. You had this whole big thing with this girl. And now you're crying and playing victim. And it's just like you can't you can't do both. Like you just can't have both of them go together because they don't. Like you can't be on TV one way and then we get you on social media in your whole different way. Like and that's what people questions about you. Like it sucks. Like girl. We didn't need it. Like, we didn't need it. I don't even think he sent for it. I don't even think he asked. For, like, we didn't need it, F. Like, we didn't need it at all, F. Like, stick to what you're doing, F. Like, if you're really trying to maybe build up a storyline for you for this season, it may be, but we ain't needed this. Like, we ain't needed it at all. Like, you definitely could have kept it. Just kept it all the way. Kept it all the way. You ain't need it. Um, before we wrap up the twerk something... Oh, marriage boot camp. Okay, y'all. Love the show. I love it. But oh, and I want to talk about Tamar too. So marriage boot camp, Tahiri's on there, Hayes is on there, Sean and Willie, um, Shonda and Willie, like it's some good people on there. Corrupt, let me tell you, corrupt ain't got no help since he got there, okay? He alcoholic. He ain't got no help since he got there, but he's finally started to sober up. I'm loving this season. Tahiri, I don't know if she's really with um, Vado or she's just on there for some type of check. But the fact that this man is still talking to his baby mother and then talks to the baby mother about his relationship, this is the thing, like, that's it, like, oh my God, that's a pet peeve with me, y'all. I can't, I can't do the whole baby mother thing. Like, I just can't do it. Like, it's such a pet peeve for me. Like, such a pet peeve. And I, I may just be doing too much. That's why I'm probably still single because I want, like, it's just, I can't do it. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it to the max. But, you know, marriage boot camp is good this season. Um, We got some good, you know, Hazel is a lot, of course. I mean, she keeps talking about this boy want her for cloud. I'm just trying to figure out what cloud. Like, girl, you're Hazel from Love and Hip Hop. Like, what the fuck is cloud? But, you know. But also with Tamar, they showed a preview of her new show. So, you know, you never know what somebody is going through. And I, I hear people say, you know, this is Tamar. She likes the lime. Like, she's extra. But, you know, I feel like my friend has said it and she kind of hit me on to it. She was like, you know, that new guy that she with, he ain't right. Something ain't right about him. And then when I started looking at certain things and how he moved, yeah, he not right. Like, why are you telling when you call the ambulance about a network show, like the ambulance, the dispatcher don't give a fuck about any of that. He's trying to get the ambulance there to get her, to get to the per. Like he don't care about no network show. Like it's just certain little things. And I feel like they're saying that a family member leaked this and leaked the text messages. I think it was him. 
think it was him because the Braxtons, when things go down in their family, it's very, very quiet kept, especially something like this because Evelyn, no. And that's why I feel like this man came into Tamar's life and is adding some extra destruction and extra depression on her and it's making her go crazy. You know, it's making her go crazy. Like the little snippet of her show, she's crying on Mona Scott and, you know, she's definitely feeling some type of way about certain things. And I'm just like, damn, like they really, you know, got my girl out here, you know, looking a little crazy. But, you know, it's she's been with WeTV for years. You know, all her shows are on there. So it's just like where we TV is messing with her. I don't know. I don't I don't see how she has an issue with them, but it must be something further that we, you know, don't know. And I and I guarantee you that that boyfriend got something to do with it. Guarantee. Guarantee. Hands down. Hands down that boyfriend got something to do with it. I, I went past it and my friend really hit me. Shout out to shout out to Tanisha. Niche. Niche really hit me to that. Like she hit me like, nah, Shay, I'm telling you, this this man ain't right. Something ain't right about him. Something ain't right. So We'll see. I think it's going to be some more things that come out. I really do. Things going to come out. And when it's come out, I don't think people are going to be too, you know, I'm not going to be too shocked. Mm-mm. Not going to be shocked at all. But, you know, the, the twerks on this segment, you know, <laughs> I would love, I can't wait to hear Tory Lane's side of the story because I know he going to have something. He going to exaggerate it to the T. Like, and they crazy. Like, who just shoots a girl in the foot because they like, what? Niggas be crazy out here. And I think that's why girls just be being with people because they don't want to reject them because they scared what they're going to do. Like, no. No. No, no, no. No. But I'm sure his story is going to be long, overdrawn. It's going to have some stuff, some cracks in there. It's going to be all over the place. I'm sure of it. It's going to be all over the place. Hopefully, you know, Meg can sit down for a little bit. She was doing a lot. I was doing a whole lot, you know. I twerking is doing a lot, so hopefully just calm her down. Um, so let's get into what you won't do. So what you won't do is pee in the Verizon store because you don't want to wear a mask. You know, th- this whole mask thing is quite baffling to me. Like, your nurses can wear a mask for 12 hours, 12 hour shifts, and y'all complain about wearing a mask in the store for what, 15, 20 minutes that you're going to be in there? And you doing temper tantrums? Like, the world is all over the place. We got a movement with protesters in um, Seattle. Then we got a, we got people um, protesting about sending the kids back to school. They want them to go back. Then we got something protesting with people that don't want to wear masks. Like America is not on the same page at all. If we all had a dictionary, a, a diary, the pages would... It would be all over the place if we had a book. Like, it would just be all over the place. Like, Carew, now, you going to pee in the Verizon store because you don't want to wear a mask? Like, how old are you? And why are you peeing on shit? Like, that's just nasty. It's nasty. I just don't understand that. Peeing on the floor? Like, what the hell? They should have put her ass out. I hope they did. I hope they called the cops on her ass, too. Because she's um, messing with private property. Peeing and shit. Like, what? Come on now. Wear these masks, people. It's not the end of the world. If you can't be outside and it's hot and you don't want to wear a mask and you don't need to go out there, pick your battles. You know, everybody complaining. Oh, the pandemic. The pain. We're still in the pandemic because niggas don't want to follow rules. Don't want to follow rules. But, hey, we'll see. But, you know, I'm glad that you guys stuck there with me. I know it's been a long time since I didn't do an episode, but I'm going to keep them coming um, like I used to. I'm going to, you know, do more frequency, but I love all of you. Of course, you can, you know, look at previous episodes and listen to previous episodes on all streaming platforms. Um, you can go to iHeartRadio. You can go to Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere. And you can listen to past episodes and also listen to this one. And yet again, you can follow us on Instagram, which is Shanghai underscore Chronicles. And also on Twitter, which is Shanghai underscore Chronicles. So, you know, tweet me, you know, send me things, you know, support the pod. Like, tell your friends. Tell everybody. Tell them. Tell them all. Okay. Um. So, yet again, episode 119. I ain't sorry. Hope everyone has a wonderful work week. Okay, good people. Stay focused. Wear your mask. Social distance. And I'm out.